welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. I got Steven back again. We're going to be going over some of our favorite NBA teams to have never won an NBA title. So these are people who may have made the finals, may have never made the finals, may have never made the playoffs. Playoffs? Um, so that's what we're going to be talking <laughs> about today. Uh, Steven had this idea last night. We're planning on talking today, and I really like this, which... And part of it's it's kind of ironic because I didn't see your message until early this morning. I've started playing basketball again, and by playing basketball, I mean I'm shooting around with one of my with one of my friends who has a key to a church building, so that we oh. for anyone who's unfamiliar <laughs> I, with the LDS Church, every single LDS Church has a basketball court in it. This yeah, one is carpeted, sure. so not as fun as a lot of the wood courts that I was used to growing up. But we were chatting about we chat about a lot of things when we're playing basketball, which honestly, I don't know about you, Steven, but I think one of my favorite things, two of my favorite things, one is going to a restaurant and having a meal with a group of people and just talking about things. And then I'm starting to realize my second favorite thing, and I need to just start doing it more, but I don't have access to a court is like a few people going and shooting around and just talking about whatever as well. So I've always enjoyed just having conversations with people, but these last couple of weeks with my buddy, have been unreal awesome. Uh-huh. Those are two of my favorite things too. Great. And so today we're actually talking about one of the teams that I'm going to mention because I remember so viscerally when they had this major accomplishment happen to them. But um, let's just get right into it. I'm going to start with the oldest teams. Or honestly, I wonder if I should start with the most recent teams. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you a little curveball here, Steven. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the most recent teams that uh, I think were the most fun to watch, um, and so I'm going to start off, if you don't mind, if you'll allow me, the 2015-2016 Golden State Warriors, and all of these teams have a memory associated with them. So I can remember probably, I think it's three. Like there are just. There's a lot of memories ingrained, but there are just a few memories ingrained in my mind of like, I remember everything going on in this moment. The Warriors Uh versus the Thunder overtime game where Steph Curry gets his double bang from Mike Breen. My wife was trying to fall asleep because if I recall, this was a Saturday game and she had to work overtime on Sunday morning for her job. 12 threes. The one where he hit a three from about 45 feet as if he just pulled up. Honestly, that probably, it's probably like 40, 35 to 40 feet. He just pulls up and knocks down the, the three to tie the game. That is oh. like ingrained in my moat because I just remember reacting, waking my wife up. And of course, she's upset about it. But obviously, the 73-win Warriors team, they ended up not winning the championship. You can debate yeah. if they would have had Draymond not been suspended for game probably dude but like man they are one of the greatest teams never to win yeah yeah they definitely are i mean they beat the bulls 72 and 10 record you know that's that's crazy you beat a jordan team's 72 and 10 record i mean they're they are one of the best teams ever um and I would say even more impressively is that they were doing it in a more talent-rich time. Like, I know that there's that debate, like the 85-86 Celtics, the, the yeah. 96 Bulls, the Warriors. Like, who is, who's the greatest team ever? Which, fine, like, whatever. Like, I don't know if that's really a, a debate that would ever be settled. But it's not going to be, but. I just don't recall the Bulls having, like, I don't remember that season, like, just being honest. It just didn't seem like, I can't remember as many, and it could be because I'm, was so young, but I don't remember any like awesome players or awesome teams during that time, but I could be wrong. Well, there was, there were a few, but not very many, especially in 96, the league was kind of diluted. Uh, there was not, there were like some really sorry teams in the league at the time. And people, I mean, the people that know about it, they talk about that. But I think most people just kind of conveniently forget that when they talk about the championships that Jordan won because because he's Jordan, 
you know, and everybody talks about how he's the greatest of all time. So, you know, that 96 season, um, there were some really crappy teams in the league. Um, obviously, that, that Bulls team was awesome, but, you know, it's easier to win when, when you got crappier teams in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I think it was, uh, I'm sorry, I'm pulling up the data so I don't lie. 89 is when the Timberwolves started. So they have about seven years of history. And then the Heat started in 1988. So you're getting some teams yeah. that are starting to be added to the NBA, which inevitably is going to dilute the talent pool. So this almost like looking at some of this stuff, I don't want to take away from the greatness of Jordan because just that MVP defensive player of the year in the same year is a pretty cool stat to have, especially for a guard. Yeah. But yeah, and didn't he have a little bit of an easier year, path. 25, 24, 25 at the time. Yeah. But I just, I guess we're kind of off subject, but my first, my most recent team, 2015, 2016 Warriors, like I don't think people were, I just remember anytime they lost, obviously they only lost nine, but how big of a surprise it was. I remember they had like a bunch of back to backs and like you could just tell every single team wanted to destroy them and they only nine teams had the opportunity to to do that yeah um so yeah that that 2015 16 uh 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 warriors team was awesome and uh the fact that lebron beat them at all is like you know incredible to me um uh, and and I agree about the the Draymond Green thing that had he not been kicked out, they probably would have won. I mean, had he not been uh, ejected or I mean suspended for what was it? Game. I'm pretty sure it's game five or game. Yeah, it was seven. game five. No, game five. No, he, game was, he, was, he was he wasn't in because they they went up three one in the game that they won going up three one. Right. So okay. It was, so it was game five. Because he came back from three one. I forgot. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, so I think they probably would have won the championship if that didn't happen. But you know that did happen. So you know people want to talk about uh, sometimes if this happened, if this didn't happen, stuff like that. And a lot of times I'm just like, yeah, but it did happen, you know? Exactly. And I think one of the best things from the 2015-16 season is, guess who one of their losses was against? My favorite team, the Los Angeles Lakers. So go Lakers. You weren't a good team that year, but respect. Yeah, I think Steph went like 0 for 10 that game or something like that from three. It was... Pulling it up right now, looking at the box score. Yeah, Ooh, jo- Jordan Clarkson with a tasty twenty-five points. Look at look at look at old Jordan Clarkson still still hanging around and playing playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. It looks like he, Kobe played in the game. Played not great, but he played in the game. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyways, he didn't that, play great for for. Uh, um. Ever since he tore his Achilles, he really didn't play great until that 60-point game, you know? Great. Well, uh, Steven, want to wanna go with one of your favorite teams? Oh, what, were, what, was, what was Steph's uh, stats? Just curious. Oh, crap. Just a second. His stats were 6 for 20, 1 for 10 from 3. Yeah, 1 for 10. Hey, I was spot on. I said spot 0 on, for dude. 10. Yeah. Um, let's Steph's see, always uh, good for one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, one of my, one of my favorite non-championship teams, I'm not going to talk about the Kings because like, that's an easy one, but I mean, I grew up a Kings fan, you know, but, um, do whatever you want, Steven. Nobody's judging you. No one's going to be like, I can't believe Steven ch- chose a Kings team. No, okay, well, uh, I'll just talk about the Kings real quick then. That Kings team from 02, 01-02, that's one of the most fun basketball teams I have ever seen. With Bibby? Yeah, yeah. with Bibby, 
and Christy and Divots and Peja Stoyakovich, and of course it was Chris Weber's team. Like it was they were unbelievable. The only reason uh, I say that, Stephen, is I'd like to combine a little bit one of my favorite teams with yours. My one of my favorite teams growing up was the 2000 2001 Kings. So essentially, just trade out Bibby with Jason Williams. But oh uh, yeah, no, I still that was ver- a fun. Still very much enjoyed watching that team. That Both was a them. fun team. That was a fun team as well. Um, the only thing that that I didn't like about the Jason Williams Kings was not the style that they played because the style that they played was actually a little bit more fun to watch than when they got Bibby. But because, because uh, Williams was actually a more talented player than Bibby, in my opinion. But um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, anyway, um, uh, I, I like the the 0102 um kings um because oh i was gonna say because of gerald wallace (laughs) what because Because of of gerald Gerald wallace Wallace. hey gerald wallace was fun to watch well no i'm saying like as far as like how these the team that i like the the 2000 2001 versus your 2001 2002 like the really the only difference is mike bibby Gerald Wallace, but for the most part, it's the exact same team. Just subtract Nick Anderson and Jason Williams from my team, and you have the same players playing with each other. Yeah, Scott, I, Scott I, Pollard, Bobby Jackson, John Barry. Oh, I loved Bobby Jackson was my favorite player on that team. Oh, just kidding. Um, I just want to take that back. John Barry did not play on your favorite team. I take that back. But yeah, just, do you remember Stephen? Did you get like the? the six foot six inch like poster of John Barry, like at Carl's jr or whatever. I do remember that. Oh, I got a bunch of bobbleheads. The bobbleheads were crazy then. Yeah. I had a bunch of yeah. the bobblehead thing was like the bean beanie baby thing or something, you know, the, the bobblehead thing was a big craze. Yeah. Be, uh, do you still have yours? Maybe those could sell for at least $5. Well, I have one, but yeah, um, my mom and my mom got into it um, with me. So we used to go to games together and stuff like that. And she had this whole like king shrine with tons of bobbleheads on it. And every every single time somebody could get a bobblehead from like uh, wherever the heck they got bobbleheads from, I think. You could get them at some, some fast country. Food. I think you can get them at some fast food places, you yeah. know. Kind of get all mine at Carl's Jr. Yeah, right. And whenever, um, whenever somebody got another bobblehead, they'd be like, "Hey, you know, I got a page or whatever, you know." And um, and so she had this this like um, uh, what's it called? Just like this shrine to the kings, you know, and it had a bunch of bobbleheads on it. But I love that team. Um, I saw Gerald Wallace's first game. The thing that used to bug me about the Jason Williams teams, even though they were uh, really good teams that he was on, was that uh, to me, Jason Williams took a little bit too much, too many risks, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I used to get mad at some of his shot selections and stuff like that, but he was obviously very talented and that those teams were very fun to watch. Um, uh, Bibby definitely um, didn't have the vision that Jason Williams had. I just didn't like the, the risks that Jason Williams used to take. So that, I was glad when they traded him and got baby. But that is what made them so fun to watch too, because it you always remember like you you can go on the YouTube and see Jason Williams like highlight reels and all the crazy plays, but you have to remember like he played two hundred ish games for the Sacramento Kings, and you're only getting uh, about 
40 highlights. So uh, 160 of those games, he's probably dilly dallying around making stupid decisions. So that's a really right. Good point. No, he Dude. was he was and he was cr- a great he he was a great player and like they were a winning team. He was a great player. He was one of the best point guards in the league at that time. Would you- I just want to. I just want to point that out. He was awesome, but he, um, I, I didn't like some of the decisions that he would make because I was like, dude, if you just made like a simple pass right there and not a no look elbow pass, you know what I mean? He only did that once. <laughs> no, actually, he, he probably did it multiple times. He did do it. He he did it in the All Star game, the most famous one to Rafe LaFrance, where he gets fouled on the shot. I got a yeah. question for you, really quick, Stephen. How yeah. many assists per game do you think Jason Williams had in oh uh, two thousand two thousand one compared against Mike Bibby the following year? What do you What do you think Jason Williams and Mike Bibby had those two years? Well, uh, they kind of the. I think Jason Williams would have had more assists. Correct. But like, it's barely any. So Jason Williams, 5.4 assists per game in 2000, 2001, Mike Bibby five in 2001, yeah. 2002, like not that, not that far. Right. But, but it, their offense wasn't like the one four offense where he, you know, uh, where everything went through him. You know what I mean? It it was like that ball moved, you know what I mean? Like people passed the ball. So um, uh, that's one of the best passing teams ever. Uh, Those Chris Webber Kings teams were some of the best passing teams that ever played in the NBA. Um, uh, Oh, yeah, because Vlade, Vlade, C-Web, and whoever their point guard was were all like, amazing passers and then like Doug yeah. Christie Peja they were good passers but they weren't bad so you just have these right. three elite uh, so two elite big men passers and then you have their point guard who does a, a great job and then yeah. Peja and Doug Christie and then you have people coming off the bench like Bobby Jackson who um, yeah everyone seemed to have that pass get the best shot mentality that's why I like and that's why I liked watching them I loved watching them lose right. but I, uh, right. I loved watching them. I felt like Bobby Jackson was a guy with a scores mentality who, who passed the ball because he was on an unselfish team, basically. You know? Yeah. Well, do you have uh, anything else you want to say about the, the Kings? I think you, you can move on to your next selection since that was okay. kind of, since we had kind uh, of a that, carryover. That's basically it. That's basically it. They were one of the best passing teams ever. And they were really exciting to watch. The flashy passing, uh, great rebounding. Um, you know, Doug Christie could defend. Uh, Chris Weber could rebound and pass the ball like you wouldn't believe. Uh, Jason Williams was one of the best passers ever played in the, played the game. Uh, Mike Bibby, you know, super clutch. I just love that team. And then you got Paige Stoyakovic knocking down threes. I just that that was one of the most fun teams in NBA history. Um, they didn't win the championship, but gosh dang it, they were good. Um, another team that I really like is. Um, is the 09 Denver Nuggets, 0809 with Melo and JR, yeah. right? Yeah, JR was on that team, I uh, think. And Chauncey Billups, right? That's a pretty weird yeah, John- hodgepodge of uh, characters. Yeah, Chauncey Billups was actually one of the best point guards in the league for a long time. So, this is the team that went to the Western Conference Finals and then lost to the eventual champion Lakers, right? Yes, yes. And and in that series, there was a game where um, Carmelo Anthony defended uh, Kobe Bryant, and like because of that game, anybody who tries to tell me he was a bad defender, like at least one on one, he was not. He was a terrific defender because, huh? No, go ahead. Because I saw him D up 
Kobe Bryant for pretty much that entire game. And, uh, and like, you know, he was the primary defender on him. And he was doing a really good job. Kobe was making shots, but he's Kobe, you know. Um, he's going to make shots, even if you defend him really well. And I just, the way he was defending his mechanics, you know, he was down in the stance, um, had, always had a hand in his face and, uh, you know, like did a really good job against him. So um, I, I really liked that team. They had uh, Chris Anderson was fun to watch that year. Um, uh, Chris Anderson uh, was one of my favorite players on that team. Um, they had. Uh, Do you want me? I can just start naming some players, dude. Uh, this is a pretty good roster. I have it up in front of me. Allen Iverson gets traded within the first uh, few weeks of the season to get Chauncey Billups. Uh, they also had Antonio McDias, but he was he ended up being bought out. They have yeah. Carmelo, Chauncey, Jarrah Smith, Nene, Kenyon Martin, uh, <laughs> Chris Anderson, yeah. Stay Jones. Uh, this is a pretty fun, pretty fun team. Like, and then you get to like Jawan Howard, who didn't play very much for him. Oh, dude! But Dante as far as their Jones. main people, yeah. Dante Jones, did you say that? Yep, Dante Jones was there. One of the that most guy, hated players of all guy, time. Huh? One of the most hated players of all time. I was gonna say. That's the guy that undercut Kobe in that Atlanta game. And then, and then he went off. Kobe went off and, like, won the game and was scoring left and right. And he had the fans in Atlanta, like, cheering for him, right? <laughs> like, it was crazy. Um, this is a fun one to but, remember. Like, the, the Nuggets are fun to remember because I forgot how close – the Western Conference Finals were. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were closer than they they were closer than it even seems when you think back on it, you know. Yeah, like the Lakers win four two. They win game one by two points, lose game two by three, they win game three by six, then they lose by nineteen, um, win by yeah. nine, and then they destroy them in game six. But uh, all, all Kobe, it takes is going down 0-2 instead of being 1-1, and they it could be a completely different history. Right. Kobe um, Kobe told, uh, I can't remember who it was, but I think he was on the podcast Knuckleheads. I think that's what it was, and if I remember right. And, and Kobe said, talked about how um, – uh, George Carl, who coached the Denver Nuggets in the 08-09, right? G George Carl coached the Lakers back in like 97, right? And back, back in the 90s, he was coaching the Lakers and they were playing the Bulls and he benched Kobe for like the entire fourth quarter in this game, Right. And and they're playing Jordan's Bulls, you know, and Kobe had been doing well, I guess, and was not happy that he was benched by Carl. So he said, like, he, he made it, he, he decided, like, George Carl's teams were never going to beat him, basically. So he was like, he said, like, I'm sorry. Like, he never had a chance, you know, basically. Man, and, like, Kobe, Kobe destroyed in this series. Like, he yeah, was 35 I points he, per game, and he shot really well. Uh, he shot 48% from the field and 34 from three before shooting threes was cool. Yeah. Kobe was never really – uh, a three-point shooter. He was a guy that could do other, that did a lot of other things that could also shoot the long ball, you know? Yeah, and if, if while Kobe's actually kind of the perfect segue because he has two of the moments against uh, one of my other favorite teams that did not 
win the finals, and that was the 0405 Suns. I really Oh yeah. So this is this is the year right after the Lakers lose to the Pistons in the finals with that kind of media mediocre dream team with Carl Malone, Gary Payton, and then the Suns kind of be, uh, uh-huh. starting to become the dominant team and Kobe goes mano y mano um against them and loses, but he uh, he did he did very very That well. was 05-06 in the playoffs, are you talking about? Oh my gosh, was it 0506? Oh, you're right. So maybe I like yeah. okay. So I have the 0405 Suns on here, but I actually enjoyed watching the 0506 Suns more. Right, right. They both teams were really good, you know. Both both Phoenix Suns teams were really good. Um uh the only reason I don't pick the 0506 Lakers to to say they're one of my favorite teams. Is because really the only reason I like that team is because of Kobe, you know? Yes, there's no one else on it that's fun to watch. So, so because Kobe went off that year, that's when he had 81 points in a game and 62 and three quarters, outscoring an entire team through three quarters. And, you know, he had the best year of his individual year of his entire career that year. Yes, yeah, so um, 0506 Suns team. You're looking at Sean Marion, Steve Nash, Raja Bell, the great defender, Boris Diaw, yeah. Leandro Barbosa, Tim Thomas, Eddie House, Amare Stoudemire. Not getting too crazy yet, but um, there, Kurt Thomas. Man, these are a lot of people I like. Jim Jackson. Jim Jackson was always one of those players that I wanted on my team. I don't know why I wanted him to be on my team, but he's just like a solid, well, he was a great, dependable player. He was a great shooter, you know, great shooter. Um, and, uh, the, you know, a few of those players you named were actually really good players. And, um, and, uh, you know, Stoudemire was at his best at that, at that time. He was one of the best players in the league. Uh, and, uh, Boris Diaw had game like, Boris Diaw could pass the ball. Um, he could rebound. He could run the floor well. You know, they had a fun team. Um, Dude, spot on. Boris Diaw, 13 points a game, six assists a game, seven rebounds a game. Good call. Good yeah. call right there, Steven. He was really good that year. Yeah. Um, Boris Diaw was pretty much always good, you know. Um uh, I don't remember very many bad years from that guy. Dude, this is crazy, though. These 0506 Suns playoffs numbers, like f- first round, that's the Kobe hits the game winner. Kobe right. is amazing. So that's 4-3. Then against the Clippers, which I need to go look and see who's on that Clippers team, 4-3. And then they end up losing to the Mavericks in the conference finals, 2-4. Yeah, Um that team for the Clippers, they had um, Elton Brand when he was in his prime. Yeah, Brand, Vin Baker, Sam Cassell, Howard Isley, Sean Livingston, I think pre-injury, I'm pretty sure. Corey Maggette. Oh, I forgot about Corey, Dude, Corey Maggette. At that time, though, <laughs> at that time, Corey Maggette was really good. Oh, my gosh. Katino Mobley was on this team? What's happening? Chris Key, yeah. Vladimir Redmanovich. There's some players on here that I totally forgot existed. <laughs> yeah, uh, Vladimir Radmanovich was on that, I think, 07, 08 Laker team. That's crazy. That's fun. Um, I don't really have – I just wanted to mention them. Who's your next team, Steven? Okay. Um, uh, my next team – the We Believe Warriors. All right. That's my next team, too. Perfect. Great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the 2006-2007 um, Warriors. This is the team, Stephen, that I was talking about with my friend playing basketball today. Because so I was just like, uh-huh. I remember it was a shock. They end up winning 4-2. And then right after, they won on a Thursday night. We went to the Spider-Man 3 midnight showing. Like, it's just so visceral oh, in my God. mind. Like, all of that. The- but... I just remember uh, anyway, the one where he's dark Spider-Man yep, or where whatever. he's dark Spider-Man, but I love this. This is probably one of my favorite non-championship series I've ever watched. Yeah. Um, 
I watched a few of those games. I, I, I got to say, I don't think I watched the entire series, but that play when, uh, when Baron Davis dunked on Karolinko. Oh, yes, in the was, next playoffs, yeah. Yeah, that so was crazy. My buddy brought up that exact, uh, <laughs> that exact story, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's one of the craziest things in the playoffs I've ever seen was just seeing this guard that he's a bigger guard, but like he's significantly shorter, you know, than Karolinko. And he just goes up and bam, like it was crazy. Um, uh, so losing record, they were 40 and 42. And then they go up against the, MVP Dirk Nowitzki and, th- and, and this is literally what changed what? how the NBA does the the MVP award because normally the MVPs would make it to round two and that's when they give out the the MVP trophy but yeah Dirk Nowitzki was obviously eliminated in the first round and then ever since yeah. then they just have like a little um they don't do it in game anymore it's just they have a conference for it essentially I love that, like, the first two games of that series, I think Dirk had, like, zero points and then, like, four points and then, like, 22 points, you know? Whoa, for real? Yeah. He had zero points in the first? I Something like that. Might have been two. Okay, game one, he had 14. 14. <laughs> that's, still well, not, that's still not Dirk level, but... Uh... Definitely right. not. No, I remember I remember hearing that he had like a two or a four point game. And I was like, dude, like he was he was not, you know, putting up 30 or whatever. They were they were shutting him down. Oh, he definitely was not scoring anywhere near what he was previously. But I the I, I forget which game it was. I want to say it was the last one. They just did not make or they didn't miss a three. The Warriors didn't. And just how yeah. fun that was. I think it was like Steven Jackson was playing Unreal Bear, Davis, Monte Ellis. They're all just like, all right, we're just going to start releasing. Oh, so I, I found it. In the very last game, Nowitzki only scored eight points in the losing effort. Okay, eight points. But I just was like hearing about the low scoring numbers going, oh, my God, you know. Like, Steven Jackson, seven for eight from three-point land. Look at him. Yeah, that's Steven Jackson, though. Like, uh, Captain Jack was was a great shooter, you know? Yeah, the entire team was 14 of 30, so that means everyone else on the team was 7 of 22 from, from three-point. I remember they were all making them for some reason, but it looks like Steven yeah. Jackson just went off that last game. Yeah. Um, uh, Captain Jack was actually really fun to watch. I'm talking about Steven Jackson, of course. Did he ever make a, he might be, you know how last time we were talking about our favorite players to never make an all-star game? I think he might've made an all-star team. Okay. Dang it. Come on, Steven Jackson. Because uh, he, he had a really good year with the Bobcats one time. The Bobcats. I don't know why that makes me laugh. No, because they don't, they're not the Bobcats anymore. So it doesn't look, I'm on basketball reference, it doesn't look like, usually they'll have like a little star next to the season they make the All-Star game. He may be my favorite player to never make an All-Star game. <laughs> Seriously, he didn't make the it All-Star It doesn't look like team? it, no. That's crazy because he had one really good year with the Bobcats. And he was a good player in his prime, you know? Yeah, I'm not seeing um, I'm going to his Wikipedia to see some of his career highlights. He was an NBA champion with the Spurs in 2003, and then it's mm-hmm. McDonald's All-American. That's all he got. That's crazy. I love yeah. Steven Jackson. I th- maybe I just liked him because of that moment in time, but I really like that team. Yeah, another team uh, that I really liked that didn't win a championship, of course, Allen Iverson's 2001 76ers. Interesting. Because of Allen Iverson? Because, well, Iverson, Matumbo, you know. I hated Kyle Korver was on that team, if I remember right. 
that's uh, the 2001-2002 team? That's 2000-2001. 2000, 2000-2001. Sixers. Got to look at who was on that roster. I remember Eric Snow, Aaron McKee. Those types of names are coming to my mind, yeah. but I'm looking up their, um, their roster They were right pretty now. much... They were pretty much Raja hard. Bell, a rookie. Look at him. Yeah. Was Corver on that team or am I remembering wrong? Just a second. You got Iverson, Kevin Ollie. I'm just saying names I've heard of. Tony Kukoc, Aaron McKeat, George Lynch, Vernon Maxwell, Raja Bell, Eric Snow, Jermaine Jones, Tyron Hill. No, Corver was not on the team. I think he Corver came next must year. Have been, it must have been the next year that he was on the team. Theo Ratliff, but, Matt Geiger. Todd McCullough and Dikembe Mutombo going, going up against Shaq. Dude, Theo Ratliff could not play in today's uh, – right now, I don't think. I think there's a lot of players from the, uh, the, early, the late 90s and early 2000s that would not play in today's league. Most yeah, of them. just because they would foul out in three quarters. Yeah. But um, uh, that, that team was fun just – because Iverson was so fun to watch, you know. And that 2000-2001 team was, was so fun because Iverson could get buckets, basically. And then they were a great defensive team. Um, so Not that's why I love them. And Iverson was one of the most popular uh, players in the league at that time. Among fans, anyway, old people didn't like him, but but all the kids did. Like everyone who got Iversons, like well, anyone who could afford them got Iversons. Right, like, they I got Iversons. People, people had Iverson jerseys, you know. So, uh, Iverson, Iverson brought hip hop into the NBA in a big way, you know. I really remember what's most memorable from that. Um, that Sixers, is that who they played first? No, it was, so the Lakers went, beat the Pacers, beat the Sixers, then beat the Nets. And the year that they beat the Sixers, mm-hmm. man, we would go, we had a, a neighbor and we would just go over to their house for barbecue and they're like the big Lakers fans too. And so yeah. very rare in Northern California to have like a lot of Lakers fans. So uh-huh. to, have, to have someone who makes delicious barbecue ribs and baked beans live next to you who, and also be a <laughs> Lakers fan, it was, yeah. I enjoyed watching those championships with them very, very much. And then also watching the Nets the following year. And then perfect timing. They move right after the Nets championship. And then the Lakers don't go to the, to the NBA championship for about six years. So yeah. we got, I yeah. got my delicious barbecue, three NBA titles that, I, that I'll put uh, as, as if I won them. Uh, those are good times. Every, every fan does that. They say, they always say, you know, we all say, and then we won this. It's like, we didn't do anything, you know, yeah. but yeah. Those are good times. I, um, I have, before I do my very last team that I, that, uh, that never won an NBA championship, it's a little bit of a Debbie Downer, if I'm being honest, with a little bit of a cute story. Just some wish lists of teams that I wish I could have remembered and or watched some of these are from like way in the past, but the 94, 95 magic, the 81, 82 Sixers, and then the Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor Lakers, where Jerry West won the MVP in the championship, but they lost to the Boston Celtics. Those were like be three that I'm like, I wish I could have watched them play. I know that we have like highlights of them, but we don't really have like, oh, you can watch all of these games to see how they really were. Those would be my three wish yeah. list teams of teams that I didn't yeah. really ever watch. Yeah, I would have loved to see, you know, Wilt and Elgin and uh, Jerry West play, you know. Elgin was kind of like Jordan before Jordan. You know what I mean? And then playing with Wilt Chamberlain and Jerry West, that might have been, that must have been a really, really good team. Yeah. I mean, they won in 71, 72, but Elgin, Elgin retired uh, that season. So he retired the year after Jerry West, like 69? No, no. He, he retired in 71, 72. Elgin did. 
Oh, okay. if I remember right, oh, it was gotcha, the middle, gotcha. If I remember right, it was the middle of the season. That's weird. Yeah. Interesting. Like they always talk about how how he just retired like in the middle of the season. For whatever reason, you know. Um so Steven, do you want to do do you have like more I think that you're at four teams. Do you have more teams that uh, you want to go over yeah, before yeah, I finish yeah. it off? Um uh so there's the 2010-2011 Memphis Grizzlies. Fun. I love them because they knocked off the one seed San Antonio Spurs in the first round and they barely made the playoffs. So you like those so this is a this is a kind of a back to back, well not back to back but those the we believe Warriors and then the Memphis Grizzlies doing right. similar I things. Right. I love I love seeing like um not that I don't like seeing you know the the favorites win but I love seeing uh, a team that just like plays really hard, beats some team that is is supposed to beat them, basically, you know? Who would have guessed that the Jason Williams team that you would select of your favorite teams was the 2010-2011 Memphis Grizzlies? <laughs> J- Jason Williams. I don't think Jason Williams was on that team. Yeah, according to this, he was. <laughs> Let me check was to see he? how many games he played. Uh, he only played 11 games. He probably got traded. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't remember him being on that team. That's funny. So he was um, on it at the start of the year and then was likely traded to the Heat, I would guess, at that point. Yeah, but I, I remember... The playoffs. Um, another team, you know, another team... Uh, Holy crap, uh, and then they took this Thunder to... Th- to seven games. They almost won the comp- the semis. Yeah, like they they were a really good team. That was a team coached by Lionel Hollins. Uh, of course, they had Zach Randolph and Marcus Gasol on was that team. Was the Western Conference, like, so this is when I was on my mission, so this is like the season that I missed. The, the West was stacked. was stacked. 46 and 36 as an eighth seed? That's ridiculous. Yeah. That is ridiculous. That's the, that's the, that's the two seed in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> yeah. Holy yeah. cow. Like they the the West was stacked that year. And um I was so happy when Memphis beat uh beat the Spurs in the first round that season. Cause I watched that series and that, that was just so fun to watch them bully them, you know, particularly on the boards. That's it was it was they they big balled the hell out of them basically, you know. Man, this is fascinating. This this was this, so this it looks like it was a lockout shortened season. This is when I was gone in Mexico, so I didn't really know a whole lot of what went on this year. But it looks like San Antonio or Dallas, and then Dallas does end up going. Should have been the teams in the championship, and then wow, Boston. So this is when this is LeBron's first year with Miami. That's what's happening here. Yeah, and man. Yeah. That's, so that's this is MVP Derrick Rose year too that I missed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, there's another team. That's a fun year. 2010-11 Chicago Bulls. They were one of the best defensive teams of all time, literally. Oh yeah, probably because of Rasul Butler, baby. <laughs> uh, be, because of um, um, Tom Thibodeau, really. They had they had. Tom Thibodeau is, was a guy that was a great defensive coach. He's coaching the Knicks right now. Um, and uh, he, 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 co- he was an assistant coach on that Boston Celtics team in 07, 08, the one championship. And he was kind of the brains behind their defense. So that 2010-11... Um, uh Chicago Bulls team had the number one defense in the league and Derrick Rose was playing out of his mind. He was the youngest league MVP in the, in the history of the league that season. Um, they end up losing to Miami in the conference finals. But 
man, were they fun to watch and good, you know? And honestly, Stephen, the 2010-2011 Chicago Bulls segue perfectly into what may be the most formative basketball team in my lifetime, mainly video game-wise. You're going to be surprised, and everyone's going to be super let down by this, but the 2002-2003 Chicago Bulls. Now, I'm sure a lot of you are wondering, who was on the 2002-2003 Chicago Bulls? The answer is what NBA 2K thought were going to be some of the best players who ended up not turning out. All, all had different reasons why their careers didn't go exactly the way that you would have expected. But this is Jalen Rose, Danielle Marshall, Marcus Pfizer, my man, Jamal Crawford, uh, Crawford, Eddie Curry, Jay Williams, and Tyson Chandler. Now, there's a bunch uh, of other people. Eddie Curry, there's a blast from the past. There's a bunch of other people on this team, but those top seven players are so important for my development as a gamer when it comes to NBA basketball games. Because what I realized is nobody knows what is talent and what is what talent is going to grow. Like, you know it when you see it, but you, you never can predict what is going to happen. There right, was so right. much hype. For Marcus Pfizer, Eddie Curry, and Tyson Chandler, that we would always, my buddy and I would always start as that team. And then after one year, we would trade all of those players to get players that we wanted yeah. on our team because they were so good. Um, and then obviously, Jay Williams, we'd keep him. But the kind of the sad story is after this season, he gets in that motorcycle accident, never plays basketball again. Yeah. Um... Fun, fun thing to end on. <laughs> Uh, uh, Jay Williams is, is, uh, doing all right for himself right oh, yeah. now, though. Doing just fine. He had a little bit of a rough stretch there, but he, th- this was his only NBA season rookie left Duke a little bit early, gets drafted by Chicago. Uh, and man, that's just one of those things where all of the bad luck that happened to the Chicago bulls, the curse essentially of Jordan, when Jerry Krause would not allow, um, but not w- wasn't kind enough to just be like, you know what, Phil, I'll get along with you so we can win some more championships. Uh, and then yeah. what you see is they drafted the one year after Jordan's gone. Who do they get? Elton Brand is Elton Brand on this O two O three team? Nope, he's gone. He left. Went and had a better career yeah. with the Clippers. Then you have yeah. um, Jamal Crawford, who really doesn't get to be really good until later on. Jay Williams gets injured. You hi- you get these. Um, Tyson Taylor, Marcus no, Pfizer, and Eddie Curry that. also didn't do that well either. Yeah. Yeah, they drafted yeah, so Eddie poorly. Curry's, Eddie Curry's career definitely did not pan out. That guy pretty much was like always bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly why, but I was just like, gosh, man, like Eddie Curry just, he never had a good year. Like never. Uh, he had like, yeah, all of it, all of it was very, very mediocre. Just looking at his stats. Yeah. And, and then guess who gets fired after the O two O three season from the Chicago bulls, Jerry Krause. So yeah. uh, that's, it's, it's a nice little, uh, it's a nice little end to the Jerry Krause dynasty, getting six championships right. and then everything going bad. And then, a full rebuild from there until basically 0809 when a young boy named Derek Rose, who was on your favorite Chicago Bulls team of 2010, 2011, not to win a championship. Yeah. Yeah. Derek Rose. And even, even uh, an 0809, like Derek Rose was really good. You know, um, that, that's another team I wanted to mention actually. O two O three Chicago Bulls. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, uh, the O eight O nine Chicago Bulls, because they uh, played an epic series that I think is the best playoff series ever against the Boston Celtics, and I think they lost in six, seven. But that's yeah, in seven. That's when they started. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but Derrick Rose was unbelievable in that series. Joe Kim Noah, unbelievable in that series. 
Ben Gordon was awesome in that series. Oh, I forgot about Ben Gordon. I loved Ben Gordon. Yeah, Ben Gordon could shoot the UConn, heck right? out of the ball. Huh? UConn. He's a UConn player. Yeah, I think he is UConn. Um, but Ben Gordon, for a little bit, I he he was one of my favorite players in the league for for a for a little bit, you know. I don't blame you. He looked like he had a really good, solid, like seven to eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he he uh, could score the ball pretty darn well. He was a great shooter. I thought uh, he could defend. I really liked him, and he could hit big shots. You know, man, this is uh, this is gonna get way too off subject really quick. But the greatest. That's so sad. I don't remember what happened to him. Did he just like break his leg or whatever? But Brandon Roy, for whatever reason, I think it's because they played similar times, but Ben Gordon and Brandon Roy, I really enjoyed them. And then they were just, man, they were just gone when I got back. Yeah, it's it's Brandon, so crazy. Brandon I call my mission, had, come back, they're gone. <laughs> Brandon Roy had injury issues or he would have been an all-time great. Man, he was really good. Yeah, I remember a game he played against Dallas in, I think, 2010-11 in the playoffs. That's one of the best Brandon Roy games I've ever seen. Anyways, but any other, any other things that you want to mention, Steven? Um, uh, how many teams am I at here? Uh, uh, probably like six or seven. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I think think that's all I got off the top of my head. Love but, it, dude. And I'm sure as we'll have more, we'll bring them up over time. But this has been a, a pleasure as always, Stephen. You have a uh, next time that you have... Uh, so I'm messing up the outro so bad right now. And next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. Don't waste your time commenting, and from the looks of it, nobody ever really spent any time commenting. Do subscribe so that you can always get the new pieces as they come in. That's really all that I have, because there's nothing else to say. Keep being better, and looking forward to chatting with you next time.